Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. So, Bill, last week we talked about loneliness and leadership. Yeah. And one of the things that you and I often have expressed feeling is alone in a crowd or even sometimes just alone in our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oftentimes I, I'll think of the term, you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Mm. And I hear that kind of as an accusation or I feel kind of ashamed about that because You know, oftentimes I'm grieved by the conversations that I hear around me Mm -hmm. or people are talking about movies that grieve me. Like I wouldn't want to be watching that. It's full of things that God, you know, has shown me are really detrimental to my soul. And so I've just chosen to set some boundaries there that help me and have been good for me. But one of the consequences is sometimes I feel really lonely or really left out. Yeah, I hear you talking about the way of intimacy with Jesus in our culture and that when you're really walking closely with Jesus and he's the desire of your heart and the the love and joy and delight of your life and as you're going through your daily life with Jesus, there are things that you see and hear sometimes even amongst Christians that just they just don't resonate with your spirit and they it feels like they pull you away from that close walk with the Lord. Yes. Yeah, they do. And tempt me to think that, well, you know, maybe maybe I am what I was called, you know, when I was younger, a Jesus freak, you know, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I want to talk to people about Jesus because mm. I love him and he's so good to me and they don't, they're not really interested in that. They kind of think that's weird. So you feel like you're somehow odd or out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard you share with me at times, you know, mm-hmm. you'll come back from something and you kind of discouraged, kind of depressed, kind of felt left out, kind of felt lost in the conversation. It kind yeah. of felt meaningless. It kind of felt like a, a waste of time. And I've heard you say, I really wanted to elevate the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I, I love your heart for that. I know those experiences. Sometimes you really just can't. Mm-hmm. Or it certainly wouldn't be if experienced as, as loving by those there if you did. I imagine many of our listeners can relate to what we're sharing here, honey. Because, you know, as people of the heart, uh, shepherding people who care about the deeply about the well-being of others and have not only an interest, but some learning and proficiency around facilitating intimate conversation with others, right? And of course, we do this as therapists and spiritual directors and pastors are in this and all sorts of people helpers and just the more introspective, reflective, compassionate type of person who is many of our listeners tuning in right now, we have this sense of where we might feel like we don't fit mm-hmm. in some of the hurried or abrasive or just superficial ways that we kind of conduct ourselves in this world. Well, and to some extent, I think all Christians, because I'm thinking of the song that I learned as a little girl, I have decided to follow Jesus, Mm. no turning back. So as we're following Jesus, we're not following the crowd. Yeah, and this culture is just increasingly 
hostile to Christians and just not respecting sort of where we're coming from. And as we follow Jesus, he calls us to lead others in following him. I think mm-hmm. of Paul saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something that we love about our ministry is that when we get to create these contexts for people, whether it's at a coffee shop one-on-one or in a group or on a retreat, but to help Christian people gather together and to really meet with the Lord, uh, open up our hearts together, and be in a community that's very authentic where we can share with realness and rawness what's going on in our life, the hurts and the, the struggles, and look for God in that. Right. And that helps us not to give up, not to lose heart. And I think maybe, too, just to accept that even though at times I feel like maybe I'm failing as a leader because I'm not able to lead in every context, in these contexts I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, they don't want my leadership, and I can't bring it there. Yeah, you really need to have permission, don't you, to bring this level of vulnerability, this uh, devotion to the Lord and this deep yearning for intimacy with Him. We can't just put this on people. And so that's where we feel lonely is when we're in context where we just can't really bring that. And so it just emphasizes all the more how much we need soul friends and companions that we go through life together. And that's why it's so important, you know, when Jesus is looking at the apostles and He says, A new commandment I give you love one another. Mm-hmm. As a father has loved me, so I love you. Now you love one another. And if you do this better and better, the world will know that you're my disciples and all people will be drawn to me. This is John 15 and John 17. And we maybe forget that Jesus is talking to the apostles. He's talking to pastors, to leaders. He's saying, look, this is your most important ministry. Love one another. Love your neighbor pastor. Love your fellow leader, shepherd, caregiver, comrade, and that's how you're going to evangelize the world to become my disciples, is when they see that in your relationship. Yes, and love your fellow pilgrim who's following Jesus with you. And you do that so beautifully. You, on our website, have shared a writing of A.W. Tozer's where he is doing that. He is sharing his experience as a leader in a way that I felt very loved by. I felt loved by you as a leader who found it and shared it. And now we in love want to share it with the leaders listening. Yeah, this comes from A.W. Tozer's book, The Radical Cross, Living the Passion of Christ. And he writes about the lonely saint. The leaders who have passed on into the divine presence an actual inner experience, will not find many who understand them. A certain amount of social fellowship will, of course, be yours as you mingle with Christian persons in the regular activities of the church. But true spiritual companionship will be hard to find. But you should not expect things to be otherwise. After all, the leader is a stranger and a pilgrim. You walk with God in the garden of your own soul. And who but God can walk there with you. The truly spiritual leader is indeed something of an oddity. You live not for yourself, but to promote the interests of another, the Lord. You find few who care to talk about that which is the supreme object of your interest, so you're often silent and preoccupied. It's this very loneliness 
that throws you back upon God. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me, David says in Psalm 27.10. You learn in inner solitude what you could not have learned in the crowd, that Christ is all and in all, that he is made for us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that in him we possess life's supreme good from which all other good is derived. The weakness of so many modern Christians is that they feel too much at home in the world. They have lost their pilgrim character. Now, those are the words of A.W. Tozer, great man of God. And they're so helpful. They make me feel less odd. (laughs) Yeah, like somebody else understands. He's been there before us. Yeah, and they help me to recognize and appreciate the gift of Christ with me in that loneliness. And Christ, not only his compassion for when I feel lonely or left out or an oddity, but that he experienced that too on earth. Yeah, and you know, it really helps to have an author become a soul friend. And I discovered this actually late in high school. And A.W. Tozer was one of the readers I found. And reading things like this, words like this, the example, the heart for God like this, the, just the articulation of this yearning for intimacy with God and this deeper walk with the Lord and inviting other people into this with compassion and authenticity. It just made my heart beat a little faster and made me want to skip and sing that, oh, this is the life I want to have. And I was having trouble finding that out there amongst fellow students in high school, certainly, but even in church, it was hard for me to find that level of closeness. And so I was so thankful for the writings of Tozer or Thomas A. Kempis, and of course, the scriptures being the best place to go, the Psalms and other portions of scripture, where there's just this heart for God that's being affirmed. And I was so thankful when I met you in college, and you had this sort of a heart for God. And I for you. I think that was really the spark of our true love. (laughs) our main attraction to each other. Yeah, we were sitting there, uh, happened to get on the same flight uh, for spring break. (laughs) You lived out here in Orange County, California, and I was just visiting to go to graduate schools and college. And we ended up on the same flight there. And there I was reading Pursuit of God. And and you were like, I like that book too. (laughs) So I put the book down and we just talked about it for hours. That was great. And it was a really loving and um, rich conversation with Christ. And I'm grateful that we get to continue it and then now invite others into this with us. Yeah, so you were mentioning about, in terms of the loneliness of leadership, you were mentioning Jesus, our Lord, and sort of his example. What were you thinking as you were bringing that up? I was thinking about his very own people, who he created, who he called to be his own people there in the nation of Israel, and then the priests, the religious leaders, how they didn't get him. They didn't understand. They accused him. They uh, wanted to kill him. (laughs) They were hostile with him, and how lonely that must have been for him. Here he even, you know, spending time in the synagogue teaching them. And Mm -hmm. and oftentimes, you know, they, they, they didn't get it, how lonely that must have been for him. His brothers, his family didn't believe in him. How lonely. They thought he was crazy. 
at first, you know, how lonely that would feel. Even his disciples, he playfully called them little faiths <laughs> because they weren't getting it. They weren't understanding the spiritual reality of the kingdom of God and the kind of Christ that Jesus was, that he would go to the cross and die for them and, and rise from the dead. And he was trying to bring them along and say, look, come with me into my father's world. Let me show you how it works. Let me show you how you can have this intimacy and this closeness with God and how you can live in God's love and live in God's power. And they saw that Jesus could do that, but they didn't quite get how they could do it, how they could live that way until after, of course, Christ died for them on the cross and for all of us, and then he rose from the dead, and the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, and, and in that in-between time, between when Jesus rose from the dead and when he ascended into heaven, there's 40 days there, real important. We read about that at the end of the Gospels and in Acts, and Jesus is just bringing the disciples along, and he's just kind of teaching them, hey, now, now I'm with you and in the flesh, and I'm talking to you, and now I'm in spirit, you can't see me. And I'm talking to you now, too. And they begin to put the two together. Oh, that's what he means. I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's what it means that now I call you friends. You're not just my servants, but I'm your friend. And wherever you go, I'll be there. It's like, oh, it's in spirit. That's the kingdom of God. It's the spiritual reality. And then we learn from them from Christ through them and their experience of that. And God brings us along. And I think what I'm thinking is we're talking about that is that's the gift in this loneliness. The gift in the mm. loneliness is it leads us in our desperation to connect with Christ mm -hmm. and to depend upon him and his spirit with us. And that's the key to life. And it's certainly the key to leadership. It is. That closeness with Christ where we're just really trusting him and depending on him. Uh, Paul says in Galatians 5, 25, since we live by the Spirit, mm. let us keep in step with the Spirit. And there's an intimacy there. The psalmist in Psalm 119 says, your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. You know, And so the light shining word of God that just illuminates our path, just you know, one step at a time. And so we're really needing to synchronize ourselves with the Lord and be tuned into him. And that closeness so often comes out of the difficulties and trials of life and this loneliness that we've been talking about. Yeah, I actually can be thankful now for the loneliest time in my life of high school mm. because out of that loneliness, I really learned to have Jesus as my best friend. I really learned to have an intimate relationship with him because I felt so alone. Yeah, and as you know, I relate to that. High school was a similar experience for me. and. I really pressed in closer to the Lord through that loneliness and that pain and that feeling so odd and so different. And so I was developing this deep intimacy and this insatiable yearning for more of the living waters, yeah, even there in high school and certainly in college. And that was, as we said, so much of how we resonated. And I'm so grateful for this walk with Jesus and mm -hmm. the, the warmth of his presence. And it, it really is what sustains me and you know, all the better that we can share it with each other. And then now we have our ministry where we can share this with our listeners uh, tuning in now. And you know, just we love the conversations that we get to have with people where we have the context. Mm -hmm. And it's not odd, but people are, are wanting to talk about the deep things of the heart and 
areas where they've experienced brokenness and they need the compassionate touch of the Lord and where they're, they're yearning and longing for more of God's presence. And, and so they're coming to us for help with these kinds of conversations. And wow, what a blessing for us that we get to lead soul shepherding. It is a blessing and a blessing that we are not in this alone, even when there are times we feel alone, but we're not alone. I feel sad for people that don't have this. Of course, most of all, people that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior and their good shepherd, but even people who are Christians and maybe active in church, but they just they don't have this first love experience with God and this heart that's just beating and yearning for more. And, and so what we find in our ministry is people, uh, including pastors and leaders especially, who are taking heart from us and sort of learning this language of the soul and finding these ways to stir up their devotion for the Lord or to find that deeper healing they're needing in their heart to open up new pathways of communication and understanding and closeness with God. Let's pray for them now as we close this discussion today. Yeah. Lord, we are so thankful that you've given us, Christian, I just praise you that you've given us this ministry of soul shepherding. It's such a joy to share this life of intimacy with you, your mercy and your goodness with our friends, and how we pray, Lord, for each one listening now, that you would just draw them closer into your Trinitarian community, Lord. Help them just to see your smile, Jesus, radiating and your arms open. Say, oh, there is a home here in the embrace of the Lord. And you don't have to be alone. You can go deeper with Jesus. And there are people who will speak this language and who will help you with your hurts and will take you by the hand and walk with you closer with God Almighty, even in this life. Thank you, God. You are so good to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ. Christ.